podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiacos FC and Greek football. The first day of training is when I realized, oh, this is why they win the league every year. When I, I spoke with Kevin, if I'm going to sign or no for Olympiacos, I say, you're a crazy good deal, like my friend. I can't speak, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> What is up, everyone? A lovely Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening for Costa, you people in Europe. This is Gate 7 International by the fans for the fans back again. And we do have a special episode for you. As Costa had mentioned on podcast before, we are going to be doing a keep sell loan segment. We're going to discuss some transfer rumors. We're going to get to all of that in just a little bit. So many of you guys already checking in. I love it. A lot of our regulars are here. We love to see it. Costa, how you been today, buddy? Hey, how's it going, everyone? It's great to be back. I feel like I haven't been on the show for a long time. Like, how long has it been? Did you know there, there was a cup final yesterday? Apparently, <laughs> a, a big, a big show that you know the show that would have been the, the event of of the year and the event of the decade because the toxic Olympiacos wasn't a part of it, so everything was going to go according to plan. But we'll get into that. Yes, we will. Yes, we will, everyone. Before we get started, if you guys haven't done so already, don't forget to like and subscribe. Hit that button on the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. Hit the subscribe button and the bell if you want to know every time that we go live. Don't forget to follow us on social media as well as we continue to grow this red-white network. Guys, we're approaching 3,000 followers on Insta, about to break 2,000 on Facebook. The community continues to grow it's lovely to see you can see from the growth on the channel too we love it help us grow this channel and become part of this red white mission now boys and girls Gosta already mentioned that we had a lovely cup final or i guess as lovely as you could expect olympiakos wasn't there so everything was going to be great it was going to be real greek football isn't that what they were saying no olympiakos meant that the true greek football spirit could come back as if we're the ones that take it away well, there was some spirit, all right. There was some spirit in fire, tear gas, a rock thrown at, at Aitor's head. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Is that the spirit that you were you were ready for, Costa, for the Greek Cup? I mean, you know, we're giving it all the banter, but for me, it's just sad, man. Um, yeah. it, it, same old, same old. Nothing changes, and... It's one of the reasons why the entire season I've also been saying, I really don't care about this competition. I could care less if we if we got to the final, if we did, you know, we want it great. But I don't want to be a part of this Epo circus propaganda, this bullshit of the Greek yeah. Football Federation. Yeah. And it, it's sad, man. Like I had the game on in the background. There really is not really much you can analyze football-wise. In right, a game right. that stopped after 30 minutes because a rock was thrown at a player that dared to celebrate going mm -hmm. one nil up. And, um, you know, I find it one, one thing I will say is I found it ironic. There was a in the Pauk, in the Pauk area on the right hand side, as you're watching the television, there was a big banner and it was saying, uh, you know, calling on the, the authorities to allow away fans to travel 
to games. And it was like, you know, let away fans travel, uh, no to hypocrisy and 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 so on and so forth. It's like how how is what we saw yesterday giving anybody a positive outlook on football fans traveling from away? You know, how is that giving any kind of prospect to that even becoming a, a reality or a possibility? So unfortunately we're still we're still very far away. Uh, unfortunately in 2022 in Greece we cannot organize a football match and and then in the end the history will say Panathinaikos won their first major trophy in eight years I'm gonna say congratulations to them because I think I I've always believed that a strong Panathinaikos brings out the best in us they're always they've always been and always will be our big rival not Balk so um you know they, they they skip a round of european qualification as well for the conference league good for them and uh, and that's it there's not really much to talk about football wise yep and uh, i i did see a couple stories picked up in european media outside of greece about what happened in the greek cup final i'm curious to see what type of sanctions or something if they ever if they happen what will happen because of that that cup match anyway don't want to spend too much time on that um we're going to get into before we get into the keep sell or loan segment we just want to address there's been some rumors some interesting rumors that have surfaced that have surfaced as well as some renewals costa uh we have uh there were two potential renewals that occurred or that are occurring we saw we heard in the media that uh, both of these players were to have meetings with Mighty Nike before Pedro Martins left for his holiday. I believe it was he mentioned that he wanted these two players back at the club. And those are both Youssef El Arabi and Matthew Valbuena. The deal on the table that has been reported is that El Arabi will be renewed for another another season at two million euros, uh, something that we've discussed in the past on various shows about whether or not we think the contract is worth it. But uh, Matthew Valbuena will be on a uh, much cheaper contract if we're what we're reading is what is to be believed. So what do you make of that? We've had a lot of discussion about how and where and why and what we should do to renew Valbu to renew El Arabi and Valbuena. If these figures are correct, $2 million for El Arabi for one more season, uh, about one million for Valbuena for another year. How do you feel about those renewals? Are you happy with both of them renewing? Tough one, because on the one hand, they've been great servants to the club. I mean, El Arabi's goal scoring record speaks for itself. I think it's almost one one goal every two games, something like seventy five goals in one hundred and fifty appearances, if I'm not mistaken. Something something. Very hard to find the player that scores 20 goals a season, like minimum, minimum 20 goals a season. And we know, we've talked a lot about how many of those were penalties this season. We've talked about his regression this year. It's hard to say because the El Arabi issue for me cannot be spoken about in isolation from the Zahavi transfer rumour because he's also 35. But if you look at Zahavi, his body's like like Mo Salah, you know, in terms of like how lean he is and how fit he looks, his 
goals and assists, like his his record in PSV has been fantastic, like this season as well. So I think having two players like El Arabi and Zahavi both on two million, or I heard today Zahavi's been offered one and a half million for two seasons. I think that's a luxury I'm not sure we can afford. Um, we'll get into this, obviously, when we get to the, the keep, sell, loan segment. We've still got Tiquinho in a contract. Are we going to sell him? Is the idea to play 4-4-2 next season? So it's difficult to speak about El Arabi on his own without looking uh, more broadly at our attacking options. But but again, you kind of think the the club, maybe the club's just scared. Like, I mean, whenever we've had a striker like El Arabi and it's, you know, he's getting to that age or that time where it's you have to make a decision, keep him or say thank you very, very much and goodbye, you have to find someone else. And I don't think Zahavi's a like for like, uh, like for like player to to El Arabi. So um, that's not really an, an answer. Uh, more more of a um, more of a discussion on the El Arabi point. Valbuena, I think it's time to. I, I don't know, man. If he if he's willing to kind of stay on a low contract and play a role like like uh, Avram Papadopoulos in the dressing room, fine. If he if he as a you know if his footballing ego can live with that i'm 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 fine with that yeah and uh, there are as we've heard some leadership qualities from fabuena so maybe that's part of it i think for a a player that's going to be like an avram type of player to be on one million a season is still a little expensive for me but i understand i do understand it as far as yusuf al-arabi he is this season is now finished with 27 direct goal contributions from Youssef El Arabi. That is a small drop from his first two seasons with us. Uh, Last season and the season before, in, uh, you could say, while competing in better uh, competitions, he had 35 goal contributions each season. Uh, That was 28 goals and seven assists in each season for the first two seasons. This year with 23 goals and four assists, this this current season so the goal contributions have dropped they're still pretty good uh but with context this season he did have a lot of goals that kind of happened in the garbage time of the season we can say um when we were about locked up he did go on a bit of a tear the last few match weeks in the greek super league getting a few assists getting a goal uh but he did you know his hold up play wasn't as good as the previous two seasons he the end the end product wasn't as good as the previous two seasons. Me personally, if we're getting rid of Tequinha, which it seems like we are, I I understand keeping him on and then bringing in Zahavi. I worry again about having two over thirty year old strikers, no long term option, no long term option like a Pinacas or something. That's a future in that role that's going to be present. I do worry about that. Um, I, I still have problems with giving him 2 million a season. I, I, if we saw a decline this year, I think there's a very, I, a a reasonable probability that we do not see an improvement next season that it further decreases. It only makes sense at this level, at this, at his age. So I'm a little worried about that. Um, even though I love El Arabi as a player, I think he's done great things for this club. He's scored a lot of great goals and he's done a lot of great things. Things that we 
maybe can't always expect from a striker at Olympiacos. Does that make sense? Uh, given what we can afford and what's always available to us. But I think there is a time where we have to say, look, we have to, we have to start the next project at this position. And I'm really, I am worried about that level of money personally. So for me with the potential renewals, if, if we can somehow drop the price on both of them, I'm okay with it. But uh, otherwise it's, it's too, it's too expensive for my blood. I'm going to read a couple of comments. Um, it's not on topic. Uh, basketball. Huh? We um, have. How have we not talked about this? We could. <laughs> we could have a whole other episode on basketball. Um, just. Well, I, well, I will just say very quickly on that. Just proud. I mean, obviously, it was a dagger getting that three point. Uh, that three point in the last milliseconds of of the fourth quarter and losing by three points to the eventual champions back to back. FS. Congrats to them. Um, how many times have we seen us do that to an opponent, kill them with the last shot of the game? And unfortunately, we were on the receiving end, but nothing but pride. You know, after that wound kind of, you know, time does its thing and then you're just proud. And you could see it in the stadium, 12,000, just they stayed for the third place final and the third place final was louder than the final itself. Um, And the presidents of the club they they have an appetite to go a step further next season. And uh, Tutu mentions a couple of players that are free agents next year, Larkin, um, Shane Larkin, Mike James, Dwayne Bacon, is it, from from Monaco. Guys, do you know what? We'll, we'll organise a basketball episode soon. Yeah, uh, there, are some really, another. there are some really good players that are free agents this year. Jan Vesely is a free agent. Um, Paris Lee, but apparently Panathinaikos are getting him. Um, Sergio Rodriguez is going back to Madrid. Malcolm Delaney, Nando Di Colo, uh, Donta Hall, a lot of good players for, for you basketball fans out there. But I digress, but I really wanted to say something about basketball. Um, and if I start talking about Bridesis, I'll go on forever. So not today, promise you, basketball episode coming soon. Um, what else have we got? Yash Mano, uh, Mano says, El Arabi 2 million again. How? I mean, I don't care about his wallet, but are we going to have a huge budget again? Easy excuse, but we will still struggle to play physically. And then I think there's another point being made at the bottom here about wingers. Um, if we have energetic wingers, even El Arabi will shine next year. This, this is, is a really, yeah, this is something that I was thinking about too, Ari. I mean, if you give him the service, which he didn't, I think he didn't get good service this year. No, he uh, did not. Uh, if he gets good service, I, guess, I think he could still score easily 20 goals a season. The question is, can he do it in Europe? Um, preseason this year, hopefully no COVID outbreaks during the preseason. Uh, it could be different. I mean, I, I don't want to be overly negative. And one thing I will say as well, guys, the press seems quite optimistic recently about El Alabi actually renewing. Yeah. It kind of gives me El Abdelawi vibes a little bit. So until he signs on the dotted line, assume nothing. Okay. So I'm being being very cautious about yes. this. There's a, a couple of comments back here. Um, we'll go to the most recent one about uh, 
Perea from Pasyanina. Uh, uh, Sparos here. Juan Jose Perea is a player we need in our budget. Strong, fast, better than El Arabi. They will ask about $1.2 million, but he is worth it. Um, I don't know if we can say that he's better than El Arabi, but I definitely like him as a striking option. He would be cheap. He did a great job for Yanina. He did a job on us. Every He was da- dangerous against us every time we played against them. Uh, so I, I don't think... I, I mean... I don't know if that would ever happen. When was the last time a Greek league player that we purchased right like made it into our core our core plans in the last under Martins? Yoros Masuras is one. A Greek but, forward, you said. No, Greek I I meant like a Greek a Greek league player we bought from a Greek team in the Super League that was that made it into the first team. Masuras is one, right? Is I'm trying to think of others like Kuipers didn't. Um, uh, Costi came from Cyprus, so that doesn't count. It's, you don't don't bother. That's it, Masuras. Right, that's it. Yeah, no other no other Greek league team that we've purchased a player from has made it so far into our into our core team into our first team. So. Uh, even though the idea of Eparea is nice, the reality is, if even if we did buy him, would he ever feature into our plans? Playing for us is a lot different than playing in Yanina. Being important for a smaller team is a lot different than trying to become a big part of a larger team. So I don't know. I don't know. Even though I, I like Perea, I think he's I think he's a good player, and I would like to see us pick up a player like him. But I think we have to be a little bit realistic with what the expectations are. You know, I this has been this has been talked about on on socials. I think I've even heard it on the radio. I think he's I think he's one of the best strikers in the league. Very fast, yes. physical, like like we've said. I think his problem is in the head. I don't know if we need that kind of character in the dressing room. Uh, it seems very explosive and and perhaps not in a good way. And maybe that's the reason why he's playing in Greece. Uh, but but no doubt, I mean, I, I really like his 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 physical attributes and yes. he has something we lack up front, which is pace and strength. Um, but then, you know, we'll, again, we'll get to this, but what do you do with Dimitri Spinakas? What do you do with Algasim Bar? Anybody type Algasim Bar's name in Greek on Google and see what they were writing about him this time last year. It was like, you know, the coup of the century. Like we've got yep. this gem from Guinea. And he's played 15 minutes, I think, at the start of the season in the game that we drew against Xanfi. Or in, oh no, who, who was it? Uh, Atromitos in the opener. I think he played in that game and then we never saw him again. Uh, he played in the B team. So, I mean, we'll, we'll get to that. But, you know, do you really need Perea? And why don't you give these players a look that are on your roster already? Yeah, I, I hear you there. I hear you there 100%. We'll see. Look, we'll see what happens. Um, there's a nice message here from Yorgos Ikonomopoulos. Kalispera, guys, your channel deserves more attention for sure. Keep up the good work. Only Libyakos. We need to be patient with our boss, Marinaki. He will make, again, a dream team. Love you guys, red and white. Thank you so much, Yorgo, for the for the, the comment. Uh, we really appreciate comments like that. This is why we do it. We do it because of you guys. Without you guys, there would not be a Gate 7 International. That is for sure. Um, moving on from those potential renewals and the discussion about those renewals, uh, there was a, we put social media posts up about the returning loanees and the loanees that will 
not be returning. Uh, those loanees, I have the list here. Uh, we have the loanees that are not coming back are the likes of Ruben Semedo, Leonardo Cutris, and Pepe. Those three, as it was reported by Todeca and Nikos Kotsis, will not be returning for training. Costa, are you happy with the with that news? I'm gonna I'm gonna be a spoil sport and say stick around, like and subscribe, leave your comments below, and we're gonna talk about that later in the segment. Uh, we, we we're gonna try and get through the the entire squad, maybe not sixty players. But, uh, but as many as we can do. Um, so I, I'm, I, I definitely want to come back to that uh, later on in the discussion. We'll do you want to go through some of the transfer rumors before we before we jump into it? Let's do it. Let's actually do that. So there were a couple of na- big names first. We'll start with what to me is, it sounds like positive news, positive news, but it's only positive news if we actually make the signing. Uh, Manchester City right back, Jan Kuto is 20-year-old 20, 20 uh, right-back that's been on loan for the past two seasons. I think he was in Segunda Division two years ago, and he was on loan at Braga uh, this past season. He, we're being linked with him. It looks like he's our first choice. Again, this is according to Nikos Kotsis and Todeca, but this is an interesting move. How do you feel about this? Because that is a for me, that's an interesting move for the player. I'm not going to pretend I know who Jan Koto is. Uh, besides what I've read, I mean, I've I, I've understood he was voted best right back in Segunda Division a couple of seasons ago when he was at uh, I think he was at Girona, and they just missed promotion when he was there. He spent the season at Braga last year. Braga got to the quarterfinals of the Europa League. They got knocked out by Rangers. Um, I think they had a couple of red cards in the the second leg of their quarterfinal. Can't remember their aggregate score, but he has European experience under his belt. He's Brazilian, likes to get forward. Um, again, I've seen some highlights. Uh, maybe Ari, you've seen some more. Um, it seems like a, a, a raw talent that, that that needs refining. I think this could probably turn out to be a loan plus option deal. I read that Manchester City may also be looking for um, for one of those deals where it's 50-50 uh, co-ownership. So I don't know. I don't know if this is just like the first rumours falling off the, the transfer rumour mill or if it's, you know, there's something in it. I read that both Modesto and Martins like the player that he's top of the list. Let's see. Uh, if anything, fresh legs on the wings would be would be great, and he has he seems to have had some good experience in the last season. Yeah, and I I didn't do a full deep dive on him. We only reserve those for players that we actually sign. But I did take a little cursory look at how he did at Braga, and I have to say I did I like I like what I see. Uh, he's the exact type of wing back that mold of wing back that we have been missing. You know, in terms of the the ability to overlap, the ability to actually try and take a player on, I I again I only took a brief look at some things, and he seems to have that in spades. Also, the volume of touches he got at Braga on average, like almost sixty a game, which is incredible. 
Uh, it's incredible touch volume from a wingback. We haven't seen that type of volume since actually Rafinha. When Rafinha played for us that first half of the season, it was the first time we saw a wingback maybe not overlap as much, but get heavily involved in our possession. And that's interesting to see. So the, he likes to get on the ball. He overlaps very well. He seems to have a lot of those abilities that we were missing. Uh, I don't know what the reported sums are, but it almost seems like this is something that's a little out of our reach. If we do get him, it seems like this could be a, a player that really could do something for us. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. Yes, Costa. Costa Llanos, our good friend, a reporter for The Sun. He's asking, if Olympiagos make it to the Champions League and face Tottenham, who will Costa support? So, yes, Tottenham finished fourth place today in the Premier League. I'm very happy about that. Um, Costa, you know, we played Tottenham a couple of years ago, and of course I supported Olympiacos. What kind of question is that? That's ridiculous. Come on, man. But, if, yeah, hopefully uh, if Tottenham do get to the group stage, we won't be in the same group. I digress. Um, there's a there's a quick question that I want to answer f- that I saw from Aguilos Kutz about the loan limit rules. Uh, Aguilos Kutz, will the loan limit rules count from next season? If I remember correctly, the UEFA loan limit rules that were voted on start in the 2022-2023 season. So that's correct. And those rules indicate that you can only loan eight. It's only eight players in, eight players out, I believe. Um if I think that's what it is. I can I have it pulled up here. I have the book here from what was voted on. Um, yep, maximum of eight players loaned in and eight players loaned out at any one time in the 2022-2023 season. And this is to encourage more development from academies. So this is a this is a um FIFA rule, actually. So very interesting. Um, to see something like that. And we haven't really heard much about that in the news about how that could af- affect our players and things like that. So I'm very curious to see what happens with that. Thank you for that question, Aguilo. That was a uh, a great question. That was cited in some Greek press as well. Um, I think I think Dodeca or Sporofem, I can't remember, but I did read oh, okay. that in the press as well. Um, there's a lot of really good points being made here in the chat. And um, Labro... <laughs> enjoy Europa League next year my friend fifth place like enjoy Arsenal sorry it's just bants with me and Labrador here Um... (laughs) absolutely what else have we got on the transfer mill I mean we even heard that Luka Milivojevic was uh, I I, I think this is bullshit it has to be there's no way I mean there's even been like you know some some mumbling on the radio, you know, people saying, oh, if we have Luka Milivojevic and Bukalagis and Jan and Villa, we'll be watching a re- slow re- slow motion replays for 90 minutes. And it's just like, <laughs> I, I, I think the Milivojevic rumour would only make sense if Jan and Villa was on his way out, something like that. But but the economics as well, like he's going to expect at least a 2 million, 2 million a, a year contract to, to come back and I, I don't know how old he is now i think he's 32 i could i could be wrong but i can check i much, thought he was 31 yeah as much as i love luca i just i don't see how he fits into the team so i, I don't i really don't have a lot to say about that one he just turned 31 okay 
Yeah, no, and I agree with you there. I don't see how we could bring him in without moving on at the very least a Jan and Vila and and Mari Camara. Uh, I I don't see I don't see how we have to move both those guys on because he is going to want a wage. He was getting a good wage at Crystal Palace, and he's not just going to take a huge haircut for no reason because he's going to have offers from other places. Nine and five, for example. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Minus. So. Yeah, that's uh, it's that's crazy stuff. And then, of course, we d- discussed it briefly before. Zahavi, um, that's uh, one and a half million, as it's reported. The the uh, the budget's only going to be increasing next season. I mean, the the money, the wages that are getting thrown out here for some of these players. If we don't move some of these big contracts on, we're struggling. We we can't get rid of Onyekuru. We're struggling to get rid of Onyekuru. The latest we heard was that maybe we could give him to Austria. Like this is the this is a terrible situation. We we did get a huge deal from Cosmote. If you guys don't know about this already, which many of you do, we just signed a three year deal with Cosmote, uh, averaging about eighteen million euro a season, the largest TV rights deal, and I think the longest deal we've ever signed in succession uh, for a TV rights deal. It's big news for us, and it's more money to help but the way things were this season all that does is help us sort of break even if we don't make champions league again with the squad that we have assuming that we're not moving people on that is it's only going to get worse we're just going to be in the hole even more with some of these contracts so we have to we have to figure something out we have too many we have way too many players on big contracts. We got to move somebody on. Like something's got to give here. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, that's what we said. We what, what we would do today, right? We're gonna look at the squad, and we're gonna try and play boss. So yep. okay, keep, sell or loan. Who's reached their their limit up in the market? For who is it time to go? Who do we want to keep next season? Should we get into it? Let's just do it. Things are bleeding into it already. Let's just do it. Keep cell alone, baby. Let's do it. All right. First one. I'm going to start with the keeper. So, Thomas Vachlik. It took us a whole season to pronounce his name properly. (laughs) I mean, look, I think he's already signed his extension, hasn't he? He's been automatically renewed. Um, So, he's, he's with us for another season. Overall, I think I think we've said this could could be the best signing we made last summer. A lot of controversy around it when he came in about mm-hmm. his fitness, how many games is he going to play? They included that clause in that he should make a, a certain number of appearances before his contract would be uh, automatically renewed. He's played uh, those uh, those number of appearances, and uh, his contract's been renewed. And I think it's as simple as that. Uh, I yeah. do worry a little bit about his um, his uh, tendency to not come off his line ever on yeah. set pieces, <laughs> but um, but otherwise, I think next year could be a year where Zolakis should see more games in the first team. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I'm you know keep it's keep yeah. I'm keep. The chat also seems to be primarily keep. Um, I, I, am okay to keep him one more season. Cause I think Vachlik, um, I think Vachlik is a nice stopgap until Tzolakis develops for us. Uh, 
And I, it's, I'm glad that you brought that up, Gustav, because I was going to bring that up as well, how he rarely, he doesn't seem to like to come off his line. We have the polar opposite with Jose Sa, who probably came off his line a little bit too much in certain scenarios. So it's funny that we're saying that. But yeah, I think uh, minus one or two nays here, it seems to be the majority want him to stay. Yeah. I just want to pull this up. Um... Ari, real quick, Yorgos Konomopoulos saying we need to analyze what went wrong with Henry. He was a beast that Galatasaray, please give us some explanation. Hold on to this for when we bring yeah. Henry up. I do yeah, have yeah. something for this. There, there, there are some other there are some other comments that we've seen about Lala. And, yeah. uh, we'll get and, to those. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, and, and George Bulldog being the uh, right back uh, version of Oleg. We'll, we'll, we'll bring those up later. Um, all right, so should we go to the next one straight away? Next one, let's do it. Should we do Kenny? Should we do Kenny now? Bring him up. Bring him up so we can uh, get touch okay. on that comment. I don't know if I have a picture of him, but no, let's. Uh, no, you, you go first, Ari. Oh, okay. So uh, while we're on that, because Red Guy Seven has the comment about Lala here, he says Lala is a great player, better than everyone else, and it's a pity if he leaves. Also, Baldock is a player like Oleg that can't do long passes, centers, and help team attack. He's solid at defense, though. So I'm gonna touch on the, I'm gonna touch on the the Kenny Lala stuff as well because uh, guys, we briefly did. We briefly did a little bit of discussion about Kenny Lala a few times about why, um, why he is such a frustrating player for us. So the good things about him is he is a tech, he is a gifted technically player. He has the most accurate cross on the team. We've discussed this before. He has the most accurate cross. Period. He also has an eye for through balls. So uh, the commenter's name I already pulled it away was it Red George Seven Red G Seven. Red guy seven, sorry. So red guy seven brings up a good point because he does. Kenny Lala has a knack for those. He has a remarkable number of smart passes and through balls for a right back. More than more than we see generally on average for this team. The problem with Kenny Lala was he never truly, and, and uh, this is the feeling that I get. I don't think he ever truly adapted to a higher possession team or a team that on paper was supposed to be higher possession we we didn't see a lot of that upward mobility consistently from him the overlapping the movement forward that we expect out of a wing back for us we didn't get a lot of that out of him he's also a guy that doesn't have um he doesn't have that fighting spirit like he's very cool nonchalant on the field you don't see a lot of emotion which can tick off a lot of fans we've seen fortunis people knock on fortunis about that as well so that doesn't help with a lot of things. He, You guys have to remember, this guy came from a team that sat back defensively, would get forward on a counter. So that was his role was to be more defensive and get forward on odd number of um, odd number or sorry, odd chances because he wasn't usually dominant in in possession. And this is this is part of the problem with him overall defensively. He did have some bad moments, like where he would. There was uh, clear, clear, clear lapses of judgment, maybe, and just letting players get by him with the ball that led to goal-scoring chances. Uh, well, Lucky Gavala has a great, great comment here. Just as I was talking about, can you count the number of goals we conceded? Because he, literally, he would be. He would have games where positionally he was fine, and then he would just have these terrible brain farts. Um, but yeah, so 
Kenny, like Atalanta. Exactly. Exactly. So there are good parts. There's great parts of his game, but there's also some really bad parts of his game. And for the amount of money that we paid for him, this was a relatively low risk deal because we didn't pay big bucks for him. We needed a first string right back, but the problem is we needed real depth at the right back position. We relied on the likes of Adruzos, which was never really unfortunately, a real option at right back. And halfway through the season, we decided we were going to start trying Mario's Vrusai at right back. So all of this plays into all of this plays into some of the reasons that Kenny that Kenny is hasn't had a great season. So for me, um, I would rather kind of start from scratch and build something that we need from the right back position. I'm sell. Yeah, I'm not going to speak long about this one for me. It's sad as well. Uh, there have been moments where I thought, oh, this guy's great. Like against Fenerbahce, mm-hmm. when we played away from home, I think he, he came on that game and he was brilliant. I, I think I remember a game against Panathinaikos this season as well, even though we didn't beat them this year, uh, where he was playing the whole wing on his own. Um, even Luda Goretz, uh, characteristically at the start of the season, I was at the game and I remember the first five, 10 minutes of the game, we were, it was the only part of the game where we really pressed Luda Goretz uh, and, and Kenny Lala was, was everywhere. He was an important factor, those first five, 10 minutes. And then that, that kind of summarizes his whole season, like five, 10 minutes in a game where you'll see some things from him and think, ah, oh, great. You know, there's something in this player. And we should give him a bit more time. But over the long course of the season, just haven't seen enough. And I don't think I don't think he wants to be here. And maybe that's the most important thing. And I think you raised a really good point in that in the end, it's kind of a low risk. It was a low risk move. We didn't pay a lot of money for him. And I think we might actually even end up um, making more money. Uh, from 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 a sale, I think we got him for yep. something like five hundred k, seven hundred fifty k, and Lil Lil are interested. Uh, Lil have a bit of money. I, I I expect I expect that he won't be he won't be with us next season. Yep. So for me, no. Yep. There was a comment here about keeping him oh, from Yorgos Ikonomopoulos here. Best choice is to keep him for rotation and buy a classic right back. We pay him a little bit too much money to be a rotation back. He's uh, remember he was making eight hundred k at Strasbourg. I believe, uh, again, the, the best information we had at the time said we were paying about 1.1, 1. 1, uh, yeah. 1, 1.1. That's a little too expensive for a rotation back. Uh, but that means we need two right backs. Exactly. So, I, yeah. well, we're tar- apparently we're targeting them. So if we're targeting a first choice already, then that's that for me, that says it all. If we're already targeting a first choice right back, 1.1 is too, 1, 1. is too much for me for a rotation back, uh, given the budget that we have. That's how that's how I feel about that. Next one. Next? Oleg. All right. So I'll start this one. Oleg for me is keep, but as a rotation option. I think that there were definitely moments this season where, you know, particularly from from September or you know, August to January, Oleg has been an important player. He he had the goal against Antwerp that won us the game in the first, I think was it the first game of the of the Europa League. I think he was also involved in the the Tikinio goal against Fenerbahce. So he has some really important goal contributions in, in Europe this season. 
think in general we saw improvement again the first half of the season in particular his crossing metrics improved and this is all without competition so i'd like to see him stay uh, i think uh, but i think he, he i think we need to sign a number one left back and i would like to see what that does to oleg i still i still think he has another season in him and with proper competition i would like to see what in what way that impacts his game uh, can he can he improve his dribbling? Can he improve his vision on the pitch? Some people probably say, no, you either have that or you don't. It's hard to develop at his age. Let's see. Um, but but for me, he's a good he's a good uh, squad option. And if anything, you can't fault him for effort ever. I think he always gives everything. And and he also scored. Uh, he scored the winner against Balk, away from home. That essentially clinched the title. So he's been there this season. So for me, he's keep. I am going to second exactly what you said. Keep as primarily a um, a you know a rotation player. Uh, I know that I'm kind of. Uh, I'm kind of contradicting what I said about Kenny Lala because Oleg is also on a, uh, he's on a bigger contract, I believe, than Kenny. I think he's on about 1.3, uh, 1.3 million this season. We bought him for 2 million. But what we see from Oleg that we don't see from Lala, which makes this a an easier argument for keeping, is his effort. The guy leaves everything on the pitch. He's been running to the ground this season. He had the most minutes besides Tomas Vachlik in the first half of the season. Uh, now, the um, there's a lot more, I should say, split opinion uh, about him than, <laughs> than Tomas Vachlik. Everybody was keep, I think, except for one person. I st- it still looks like the majority of people here want to see him want to see him kept. But I agree with you. I think we'll see better out of Oleg, not just with some rest. Did I? Is this comment <laughs> by Wagkar Greek? By Wagkar, get out really? of here! <laughs> but no, I think we'll see the best out of Oleg, uh, not just in a system that can hold possession better, but with a with real competition. Uh, there, this kid leaves everything on the field, and that's something you want to see. You really want to see out of a player. What's Labro saying? Labro saying he won't accept a role as a rotation player. Martins loves him. Not happening as bench player. Uh, good authority being Kostas Nikolakopoulos said on the radio the other day that he's uh, that we're looking to sign a first-string left-back. Well, no, it wasn't Nikolakopoulos. It was Stamatelos, I think. Uh, slightly different, but we'll see. For us, it's keep at least. Mm. Yeah. there. I will say, as a player, there's a difference between being told that you're a rotation player and also being told, Hey, your, your starting spot isn't guaranteed. There's, those are two different scenarios. When you're told that, listen, your second choice, you're going to have to work to get first choice back. There's a different scenario than saying, Hey, listen, this person has what it takes to play this position. So if you, if you slip up or you don't work hard, you lose that. Those are two completely different scenarios. And I, I think Martins would be more the type of basically telling Oleg it's his position to lose in that in that respect. 
Okay, so we're both keep. Should we go next one? Yep. This one's you. Oh, Socrates. Mm. So what he he's under contract for one more season. Yep. Hmm. So the Cisse is Cisse is pretty much the only person we can sell is Cisse. Uh there's no selling Socrates. Who are you gonna sell him to? There's no loaning Socrates. So <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, I mean for me it's keep. I'm keeping him at the very least one more season to have that uh one to have the uh the veteran the veteran presence there um he did have he did have some some good games for us we need his leadership i'm keeping him for one more season i'm keeping him even if it's even if he's not playing all the time even if he's third choice you know manola is going to get a full season hopefully recovers from his injury uh i know socrates is injury prone I know we won't get a full season day in, day out of him, but I think he is an important player to have. We saw that in many games this season. I'm keeping him. Yeah, I think you said it well. Who's going to buy him? Who's going to loan him? Somebody's saying in the chat that Roma wanted him on loan. I think that was a rumor like uh, Mourinho back in, I don't know if it was December, January, but nah. Who's loaning a 37-year-old defender? 35-year-old, sorry. I I mean, I think you get from Sograd is what you expect in terms of his experience, his, you know, his, his age. Look, guys, I mean, age is a number, yes. Uh, look, at, look at Pepe at, at Porto. Isn't he 39? Like going 40 or something? Wait a minute. What are we saying? He was born in 88. He's 33. He's turning he's, he's turning 34 yeah. this summer. He's a summer guy, if I remember correctly. Yeah. He's turning 34. So he's okay. We could probably at least one more season. We're getting one more season out of it. Lagis Gavala saying Socrates is a pointless waste of money. Past his prime, can only function with three in the back. This is a big if. You can tell by the excessive use of hands. I think there's a there's an issue here um that's being pointed out, which is that the centre-backs that we have, they have the same kind of traits. Yes. Or, whereas in the past, I think, you know, people talk about Avram and Olaf Melberg. Um, more recently, when we had Manolas and Siovas, they complemented each other. Siovas was slower, but very good at building play up from the back. And Manolas made up for Siovas's lack of pace. You look at the team today and you... We've we haven't really bedded a, a centre back pairing this season. It's been a little bit of Socrates and Cisse. It's been a little, very little of Manolas and Socrates. I think we saw Manolas Cisse once or twice this season. Tell me what our centre back pairing was this season. Anyone? We didn't have one. We didn't Cisse, have. Cisse, a, Cisse Socrates was probably one, the, the most consistent one. Right, the most consistent one that we had was Socrates Cisse, and even that, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, keep, yeah, just I think we can, we can move on to the next one now. Yep. All righty, this one's a surprise. Can anyone actually watching on YouTube tell us who this is? Because he's played so little. Like Ari, I'm looking at your face now. <laughs> I couldn't tell with the with the facial features, but it looks like it looks like Kitsos. 
That's Svetozar Markovic. That's Markovic? Oh my goodness. That is Svetozar Markovic. Well, isn't he Kiev. isn't he out? Well, so he's still uh, he's still on the roster, but but yeah, we've heard that he's. I mean, we saw effectively. He, this is this is a picture of him playing against Nefci Baku, where he started. He started two games uh, in that um, in that Champions League qualification campaign. Played very well. So anyway, um, it looks like he's gone. And I just brought this one up because we've all heard what may have happened with with his case. We even you know looked into that ourselves. Um, what we heard is that. Martins basically thinks he's not ready for this level. I, you know, Martins sees what he sees in training, but I, I vehemently disagree. I think this is a waste of talent, waste of talent. And I think it could be one of those players that we see in a couple of years playing for a club and thinking, bloody hell, this, this defender's really good. Why didn't we, why couldn't we, why couldn't we nurture him? into the first team. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to bother saying keep Cell alone. I think I made my my view clear, but but uh, yeah, I just wanted to bring this up as a teaser. There was a comment from our good friends at the No Joftes podcast uh, asking if he no. is the bloke that won the penalty against us last season. No, it is not. Uh, it was not him. Um, but yeah, I look, Gosta, I agree with you there. Uh, this guy, this guy has done wonderful things for Serbian uh, U20. Is it U21s or U23s? I saw great value in him as a ball playing center back. I thought he could have been a possible replacement for Ruben Semedo. Um, I'm I'm with you too. I also am going to agree with uh, agree with you and disagree with Pedro Martins on his assessment of that player because I liked Markovic a lot and I'm disappointed with his treatment so far. Next one. Buka. Am I starting with this one or is this you? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> so I have been the this season probably the staunchest defender of Buka Likis. Um I know what everybody says. Everyone hates how slow he is with the ball. Everyone hates uh how sometimes uh about he's a confidence player, and when you have confidence players, the second they're not confident, they they can have howlers, they can get in their heads, they can they can have issues. I know I, probably the vast majority of the fans are going to say to sell or lo- whatever just to get rid of him. He is a player that has a specific role in this team. There is a niche for Bukalakis, and Pedro Martins is the only coach that has been able to find that they get something consistently out of him. Bukalakis is the team leader when it comes to final third through balls and smart passes. As a deeper lying center mid, we know we know that he is probably not the best partner for a guy like Jan Mbila. We saw the best out of him when he was partnered with a proper playing Mari Camara and a Guillerme. Don't forget, guys, he was the chosen first starting back with Guillerme before Mari Camara made it into the fold. So we've seen some great things out of him. We've also seen what happens when he's not in the midfield. Our midfield becomes porous like Swiss cheese when he's not there. He is our best ball-winning defensive midfielder. He is our best defensive midfielder. 
period. Whether you like to believe it or not, this is true. Yes, he's slow with the ball at his feet. Yes, he can get caught up. And yes, he's a confidence player, and that can be frustrating with all of that. But for me, Andreas Buchalakis isn't the guy that we get rid of this summer in the midfield. There are other players that we can think about getting rid of or selling. And I think that there's a recency bias with Bukalakis. He is not the guy we get rid of. We keep him. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk too long on this one. There's a comment I'd like to pull up uh, from Aguilar Goods. Yes, Aguilar to sell, uh, keep for rotation. Kunde already took his position. I agree with with what you said, Ari. Uh, and the stats speak for themselves. I think. For me, Bukhalakis is a decent squad player to have. I do think that he is a, a rhythm player. So he he has that kind of body as well that you need him to play a couple of games to get into, into rhythm, to be match fit. And when he's match fit, both his his movement with the ball, but his mind also, they, they work much faster. And we've seen some really nice things from him. I think some of the metrics that we were... Um, that we were talking about throughout the season were, you know, how many, I think he was leading, leading in terms of forward, forward passes. Through balls, through balls and smart passes, final. Yeah. Yep. So th th those are stats that you rarely see. Uh, I mean, we, we, we put them out, we talk about them. So I, another comment, maybe the captain's armband is too much pressure on him. I don't really see a, a vocal captain, but there are different types of captains. There are some captains that lead by example on the pitch and you know don't talk a lot, and some other captains that that scream and give the hair dryer treatment in the dressing room. I don't know what Bukalakis is like in the dressing room, uh, but maybe that's one of those things. Yorgos uh, Konomopoulos says Bukha is like is something like Busquets. I, I don't know about that, uh, but. I, I see. I see what you mean. I see what you mean, but 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 maybe, maybe not as good. <laughs> the caveat with Bukhalakis is who is he next to? If you put him with another guy that's like him, that's slow, likes to hang back, you know, just in front of the defensive line, then you're not going to get the best out of him. Uh, you know, like, and this is what's so irritating when we see him partnered with a guy like Jan Vila, especially when we don't have somebody playing in front of him that can play more box to box. Remember, do you guys remember the game against Marseille? The first game we played, our win against Marseille last season. Our midfield three, it was a 4-3-3, and it was in Villa Bukhalakis, Marika Mara. Do you remember that game? Our midfield was the engine that won that game. Our midfield was the reason we played so well. Bukhalakis was included in that. Now, against a team like Porto, you see what happens when Bukhalakis' confidence is shot. He leaks opportunities that lead to goals. He is not the problem. The problem is we don't have great partners for him. There's We can get great things out of Bukhalakis. There's a reason why both for Libyakos and for the national team, he's seen as a player that is a consistent, a consistent for the field. There is a role for him. Like I said, he is our best defensive midfielder, period. That is the truth. Gosa already told you, final in terms of final third, through passes, smart passes, leads the team. And Gosa, actually, I just double-checked. You were right about the forward passes, progressive passes. One of our progressive passing leaders. This team did not progress the ball forward very well this season. And when you have a guy like Buhalakis, who's the reason we progress the ball forward, 
him and Jan and Vila. That's not the, he's not the problem. They're not the problem. There are other problems. Again, I'm going to reiterate, despite a lot of people disagreeing with me in the chat, Bukalakis is a keep. I think in the end, I'm going to say keep as well. Yeah. Um, we, we, we missed some defenders that we're going to go back to, but um, we have a special guest on, on the line that we're going to pull in. And we're going to talk about an attacking midfielder since we have uh, this this friend of ours joining. Uh, without further ado, I'm going to bring on Stelio. Blimey. Yes, us. Blimey, that was quick. Otherwise known as Stel. Stel is the host of the No Trofters podcast, dedicated podcast for Ammonia FC from Cyprus. Um, Stel, how's it going, man? Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you for um, sending me the link, mate. Honestly, it's great to great to be on again. Is this the first or second time or third time I've been on this? I can't remember, man. Making track. Second. Yeah. Third. No, you were on once okay. last year, then again after, and for the uh, for when we played in the Champions League qualifiers. Ah, so think, yes. And then yes, I think yes, you came yes, on yes, again yes. after that. There was a. I I feel like you've been on about three times now. I'm pretty. Yeah, sure. and you've been on mine a couple times. I think. That's also great. Anyway, I know Costa has because you know Costa's. We talked about Maxi Levera, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that's right. Yeah, when we got him, when we brought him off, you got when we loaned him from you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, have you spoken about him yet, or have I? Have no, I no. Him? You're going to tell us because uh, his name came up on the Greek radio the other day from Costas Nikolakopoulos, who's like the patriarch of the Olympiakos, um, you know, reporting and everything. He didn't really have a lot to say. Uh, Costas Nikolakopoulos on the radio, he basically said that Max Levera is one of those players who he's 23 years old and he still hasn't learned how to get into the box. And he's still a player that attempts to score from 30, 35 yards. I've seen his stats at Omonia. Um, at I think he's got four or five assists for yeah, you. Yeah, he's done well. Yeah, yeah. He's, so, he's done well. Tell, tell us, um, tell us how, is it, how has it gone? Like, Because I think... I think even the people in, in the chat, they're, they're curious. Uh, we haven't heard a lot. Right. Well, okay. So I try to see things objectively. So I'm not one of these football fans that when we sign a player, I expect him to hit the ground running. Okay. So when Maxi joined us, it was the end of January. It was like deadline day, wasn't it? Yeah. So it wasn't the beginning of January. So he joined on deadline day at a time when we were terrible. Like it... Our, our league campaign has been dreadful. Um, it's the first time we've finished outside the top six. Um, there was no route to qualify for Europe through the league, so we had to focus on the cup. Henningberg got sacked after losing to Upwell again, 4-2. Um, and Maxi was, he was a bit of a frustrating player. Uh, and by that, I mean he'd get the ball, great turn of pace, but the end product was lacking. You're seeing him trying shots from 30 yards. You're seeing him try Hollywood balls. But you could tell that there's something in this player. There's something in him. Now, I was saying that it's possibly the players around him that weren't giving him that support because, again, he joined at the end of January, didn't have a preseason with us, didn't really get the chance to get to know his, his teammates. Now, we're lucky that we've got a lot of Spanish-speaking players, Marco Shepovic being one of them, 
Uh, Fabiano, the goalkeeper, is Brazilian, but he speaks Spanish. Kiko, the, the Portuguese fullback. So we've got Spanish-speaking players. So in terms of the language, I don't know if he speaks Greek, to be honest. I, I, I doubt he does, but no, well, there you go. Um, so look, it took him a bit of time. But the moment Neil Lennon turned up, everything changed. Not just for Maxi, but the rest of the squad. The, play, the players, they're playing with more confidence. There's more energy. There's more work rate. There's more hunger. And Maxi has just been one of our top players recently, in recent weeks. So Loiza's done well. Bashiru's been fantastic. You know, Fabiano, the goalkeeper. But Maxi, the past few weeks, especially in the cup games, he's been outstanding. And we played Danorthosi away from home in the first leg of the semi-final. And he was outstanding. You know, on that left-hand side with, with Lesiak, they had a great partnership. He was getting behind full-backs, back to goal, twisting, turning, low centre of gravity. He'd be making uh, diagonal runs. He'll be overlapping. He was fantastic. Off the ball as well, defensively, he was tracking back, winning balls, helping out in the middle of the park if need be. And then we played Anotosi in the second leg. And we were goal up after five minutes. Three minutes later, we're down to 10 men. Right, So eight minutes in, we're down to 10 men in the game that we're 3-0 up on aggregate and our backs are against the wall. Amir Vada was all over the place. He's a fantastic footballer. Absolutely fantastic. And he got player of the year deservedly, even though they're not going to qualify for anything. Anyway, whatever. Let's not talk about them. Who cares? Um, but Lovera did his job defensively. He was helping the fullbacks. He was tracking back, tracking runners. He was all over the pitch, man. And I'll tell you what, the energy levels that he showed, he was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. And, um, okay, he's been inconsistent. He can be frustrating. There are some occasions where you're thinking, you're holding on to the ball for too long. Look at your runners. You know, he wants to do it himself a lot of the time. But there's been moments where he's beaten three or four players in one, in one phase of play. And it was just that end product that he's lacking. And I think with him... He's what, 23 years old now, right? <laughs> Did I give him some? I, I don't know what we gave him. It must have been Lennon. Lennon must have given him Guinness or something. I don't fucking know. But it's, it's, it seems to be working. And listen, I, I'm, I'm very happy with the way that he's gone at the moment. As I said, he can be frustrating. And as you know, Gustav, I've messaged you. I'm like, fuck's sake. Like, there was one game we played. Was it? I think it was Voxa. First half, he was terrible. I'm thinking, what the fuck is it? Who is this guy? And then second half, he was completely opposite. And again, I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> he's like Forrest Gump. We joke about it in the podcast. He's Forrest Gump, like a box of chocolates. You don't know what you're going to get, you know? <laughs> but um, to be fair, I think, as I said, given the circumstances, him joining at the club when we're going through a very difficult time, a lot of uncertainty, he's really stepped up lately, man. I, th I think we've got a cup final on Wednesday and he'll probably start that. He's been keeping uh, Botiak out of the team as well. And Eric is one of our most influential players. So, you know, it shows how well he's doing. It shows how well he's trusted. Um, and his attitude is great as well. You don't see him shirking anything. You don't hear stories about him getting into trouble. Um, keeps himself to himself. But I, I'm just, I'd like to keep him. I'd like to keep him, to be fair, because he's got a lot of potential. And he will smash the separate league if he gives him another season there. You know, if he has a preseason with us. But... You know, this is football, man. You can't get emotionally invested in a lot of players because next thing you know, they're out the door. And especially in Cyprus, man, <laughs> players come and go like anything. It's ridiculous. That's a really 
really excellent overview there and i learned some things that i wasn't aware of or and i know that we've we've texted back and forth a few times and you've uh, you've given me some updates and i think the most interesting thing i heard now is that he's tracking back or at least yeah. i think it just sounds like neil lennon's had a real impact and then it's a confidence thing like and we, we we talked about this before i think he's the kind of player that has had a hard time adjusting coming over from south america and if he if he doesn't manage to bed down somewhere the eventuality is he's probably going to end up going back uh back across the atlantic back to argentina to brazil god knows where um i think that um so i don't know if you've heard this still but pedro martins our coach apparently announced that there are certain players that went out on loan that he wants to come back enjoy yeah i saw it i saw one of your thumbnails i'm sure yeah. i'm sure it was one of your podcasts you did recently and you, I think uh, so we, we, did a, we did a post uh, it was just a did post, post. yeah sorry apologies yeah yeah he's one of the players that he wants back i think this is a numbers thing uh, because mid-june there will be players that Will, will have been on international duty for the Nations League at the beginning of June and they're not going to be joining pre-season early on and I think he is being called back to make up the numbers. I think it's on him to show that he has uh, made progress while he's out in Cyprus and I do want to bring this comment up. Um, Yanni, I'm not sure I agree with this from purely and simply because Cyprus is ranked higher than us in UEFA coefficient so I wouldn't be too quick about saying the Cypriot League is Farmers League because I think we're Farmers too, if you want to talk about that. So, um, well, to, no, to be fair, Lazaro has had a good season. I wouldn't say he's been amazing, though. I mean, Anorthosi didn't finish in the top four, so they won't be in, in European football next season. Um, and they, they bottled it. They absolutely bottled it. They could have finished second. If they beat Abuel last week, they'd have leaped, they would have leapt leapfrogged them but they drew and uh, they lost the other day to Aris and Aris got promoted this 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 season is their first season back in the in the top division and they finished fourth so yeah hasn't been a great season for get spire oh well (laughs) (laughs) well it's been a good weekend for me up well lost today to buffer so they're not going to get champions league football so Anyway, I'm not going to go into that team again. Can, oh, well. can, can you get into Europe via the Cup? Yeah, so basically, if we win the Cup, we're guaranteed uh, yeah. Conference League because oh. Roma finished sixth and Final finished third and one of them is going to win the Conference League. So we right. will get Conference League if we lose in the playoff. If we yeah. win the playoff, we go straight into the Europa League. So... It's looking promising for us, man. And, you know, as I said, Lenny's come in and I, I doubted him. I really did doubt him. You guys know when he when he came in, I was, I was like, what the fuck is going on? But I tell you what, I don't yeah. know what's happened in the time that he left Bolton to now. But these players, he's, he's worked miracles, man. Honestly, he's, he's done so well. So well. Bravo. Mate, Thank you um, so much. I, I, I wish you guys good luck in the cup. Thank you, man. Wednesday. Obviously, uh, we'll be rooting for you. Maybe Maxi Rivera pulls off a hat trick. And I'll tell you one thing: if um, if he doesn't stay with us this season, I don't see why we wouldn't perhaps loan him back to you. I think he still has another year, two years on his contract, twenty twenty four. 
So well, we've got a good relationship with you guys, so it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if there's something in the pipeline. But people are talking about possibly Loizu coming to you guys. That's that's a, that's the latest rumor. And I tell you what, this this is another kid who four or five months ago I was saying, "What the fuck is going on with him?" Like he's gone from up there to down there. But again, his improvement, everything from the attitude to his application. I was talking to um, one of the board members the other day on, on our podcast, Nigo, and he was telling me that, you know, his GPS stats for the uh, unofficy game when we were down to 10 men were off the scale. You know, the lad has really changed things mentally, physically. He's bucked up, bucked up a little bit. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, a possi- there's a possibility he'll come to, he'll come to Olympia. Goes, but you never know with, with, these, with these things, innit? So. Do you think he's ready still? Yeah. No, no, not yet. Now, I'm not saying that because I want him to stay. I just think that Olympiacos is a massive club, man. I mean, don't get me wrong, Omoni is a big club, but you can't compare the sizes. You can't. Um, and the expectation. I know there's a couple of Cypriot kids in, in your under-23s. Yanis Kostir. Yes, Kostir. Yeah. So having them there and having them around might help him. You never know. And but the thing is, he's a very talented and gifted player. I mean, I, it's easy for me to say this because I'm an Omoniadi, but you know, I've I've been watching football all my life, you know, and I can I work in football as well. So when I see talent, I know talent. And him and Johnny's were the two standout players that come out of our academy in recent times. And Johnny's is now in MLS with Sporting yeah. KC. And you know, Loizo is he's a good kid, but he's a family man. He's a family boy as well. You know, very close to his brother, very close to his mum. Would he want to go to Greece? I don't see why not. His mum goes there on holiday quite a bit. So I don't think that'll be an issue. Again, it's the level of expectation. There's a there's a lot. There's a lot. And he's already had enough on his shoulders as well recently. It wouldn't surprise me if he ends up at Olympiagos. It wouldn't surprise me at all. But, you know, we've heard that Benfica are interested. We've heard that Anderlecht are interested. Bruges are interested. Or, or Brugger. Has so, again, it's all it's all stories. It's all stories, so you, you you never know. Until he's holding that shirt in a press conference, mind you, Obi Mikel did that with Man United, and then he did a U-turn. So that, even that doesn't matter anymore, does it? <laughs> so um, yeah. Anyway, but look, um, yeah, Max is a quality player, and if we can get him back for another year, fantastic, great. But money talks, doesn't it? And we don't really have much, <laughs> so something's got to give anyway. All right. Well, we got some um, some fresh transfer rumors brewing there still. With uh, was it Luis or Luizu, Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. go. So, no, he plays for the national team at eighteen years old, mate. You can't be, yeah. can't be too bad. So. I'd be looking forward to that if he does make it over here. So cross our fingers for well, that. Well, yeah, again, it's it's all rumors. So I don't want to land anyone in any trouble. It's just <laughs> of course. <laughs> Well, look, boys, good luck for the summer anyway. I hope you guys bring in the players that you want. And I hope next season you have more interest. Well, sorry, because you won the league this season. But I hope you win the league with better football this season. There you go. You guys are are quite pissed off about, you know. Yes, we hope so. I'm a a purist. I love winning ugly. I don't give a shit. Give me the trophy. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me that when you've won 47. (laughs) We're not even halfway there, man. Come on, we're a special, we're we're a special kind of 
Brother, if we won 47 league titles, we'd still have our world fans saying, but you didn't get to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. And I'll still be saying, you don't win a trophy for getting to the quarterfinals, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Something to talk anyway. about another time. Still, Sorry? thank you so much. That's something to get into another time. We can. Oh, we yeah, can don't talk worry about, about that. Sorry. <laughs> right, boys. Galita, thank you very well. much for your time. All the best. Thank yeah. You. Galita, okay. thank you. Thank you. All right. Cheers, mate. Right. Thank you. All right, so we got a little insight onto Maxi Levera, and oh, there's somebody else waiting to come in. Who's this? Oh, a hello. Substitution, a lovely oh, substitution. God. Man, I'm in, making it from the phone. I hope the audio isn't terrible. How are we all tonight? Doing good, doing good. It's a perfect substitution because I myself do have to head out. I now have to go pick my son up. So subbing Lambro in for me. This is the Pedro Martin's 80th minute substitution. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Is, it, is it Hassan? Hassan's coming on. Hassan it's Hassan coming on. Talking about Hassan, isn't he coming up in the chat? Are we going to talk about Hassan? He's coming back. There you go. We Perfect can, time for can. you to get started. You know, I'll see everyone were, later. Yasu, Yasu Kalinita. Take care, man. All right. We were, we yeah. were kind of going through from goalkeeper defense, and then we went on to Maxi Levera, and then, you know, you came yeah. in 80th yeah. minute substitution. Indeed. Let's talk Hassan. All right, let's do it. Let's talk Hassan. Okay, what do you okay. what do you got? Keep, sell, loan. Uh, how does he even fit in the team? He doesn't fit at all, does he? Like I don't know if you can keep them, can you? Or you keep Hassan and you sell Pequeno. I think that's the only way. Um, I think you're right. So it's just it's really just what the management wants to do. I uh first things first, I think we sell Tequino. I don't think that's come up yet, but you sell Tequino. And I guess you keep, no, and for me, you sell Hassan as well, to be honest. You sell Hassan as well. And then you rebuild the Javi and Larabi and a third striker. I saw you guys talk about Pereira. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Hugo Kuypers can even break in. Pereira is not breaking in either. I'm sorry to bring the bad news. Yeah, do you know what? I'm just going to make it easy. I'm going to say yeah. sell Hassan and sell Tequino as well. I think there are, like like yeah, I said earlier, yeah. there are a couple of players on our B team that I would like to see. They have different traits. They're not big, uh, you know, towers like Hassan, Tiquinho. They're more mobile players, Pinakas and, and, and Algasim Bar. Okay, maybe questions about are they ready for the Olympiacos kind of level when competing in Europe where they've never played before. Um, but I, I would like to see us generate some cash from a Tiquinho sale and, and Hassan. And, yeah, and uh, it won't be worth four to five million euros in Turkey. Same with Tikino, I think six to seven you could get for him, maybe again in Turkey. Or... You can generate some cash for you sure from playing those players. Sure. Sure. Um, both have proven to be goal scorers for the team. Hassan, in yeah. particular, has scored some very important goals for us. But, but I, I just you know have this craving to do better. What can I say? So for me, sell, yeah. sell both. We can do kill two birds with one stone. They're they're similar players. They're very happy. Their first touch isn't very good. Um, I think they're both better with their head than they are with their feet. And for me, Tiquinho in particular can't play alone top. I thought he did have. I remember the Atalanta game where you went first leg, I went second leg. I thought he played well. But it was just moments where you're like, this guy can't hold the ball. Like, his hold-up play was decent. Maybe it was the other players weren't helping so much. But 
Um, from what I understand from Takino, um, it's just he's always been a player with the second striker, like a quick striker playing off of him. He, I don't know, just heads the ball, moves it on. When he doesn't have that, I feel like he struggles. Um, sometimes I just feel like he goes missing. But maybe it was the team this season. I don't know. It's just like a player in a weird situation. Like, um, but it would be fine to keep him. But I don't. I just don't know. I, I, oh. <laughs> Hassan Cook has turned up in the comments. Uh, I'm coming back. Costa or uh, Hassan would be very good to have in the qualifiers. To be honest, he's a known goal scorer. He knows what Luciano is like. He knows the system. Like, there's no El Arabi. Who he still doesn't have a contract. I guess he's going to. From what I'm reading the newspaper, reading the tea leaves, it sounds like he will. But um, yeah, Hassan knows Luciano. Knows the team and what. At the moment, if El Arabi doesn't come back, we're stuck with Hassan Tequino. So we kind of need him. Yeah, well, I think the the point with Tequino that you raised about four four two is 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 a, is a good one. Um, but with El Arabi, it doesn't work. We've seen it all season; they can't play yeah. together. They can't play together. It's too slow. It's for modern football. You can't have two strikers like that playing. You need we need some pace as well. I, I love El Arabi, but I really think to play at a high level. Let's be honest, the Politicos is going to play teams. They're going to need a bit of a quicker striker. Almost like Guerrero, what he brought was pressing and running. Um, I don't think that's, that's too hard to ask for from someone, but El Arabi and Tequino are not bringing that. Tequino couldn't get close to anybody in press game. But, but I also do think Tequino's worth at least 5 million euros. Like I think Tequino's a proven goal scorer for Porto in the Champions League, Europa League. Had a decent campaign. I think I, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say you can sell him to raise some capital, like five million euros. Yeah. All right. So very quickly, Labro, as oh, quickly as you can. El Arabi, Tiquinho, Hassan, keep Celo alone. Uh, El Arabi for me, you keep Hassan, keep at least for qualifiers, Tiquinho. You sell, I guess. I mean, you have to sell them. I, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm torn. This is the area. I'm not sure on. Okay. There we have it. I think we've done the strikers, yeah. actually. We've done the strikers. Yeah. Um, wingers? Yeah. Wingers. <laughs> wingers. Um, okay. Very let's, quick. Let, let, very let's, quick. Ma let's make it interesting. Uh, okay. Unfortunately. It's the only it's the only option you have to keep uh you have to keep them. Also, yeah. yeah, I am in a prison. Someone said, Are you a prison cell? I can't put my phone down. I'm in my girlfriend's bedroom, everyone. I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm, 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 I can't. I'm not in the, the normal setup. I'm in a jail cell. <laughs> no, no, that's a joke. She'll kill me. <laughs> but go with my Yeah, I'm not gonna get it. Uh, actually you know what? If his market value has reached limit up for me, I think he's worth ten million euro now uh, on the market. On according, market to, at least. Yeah. according to transfer market, at least. I think if you get a, a bid that's anywhere near that, you sell him. Yeah. 
Um, otherwise, yes, we all know his value. We all know his his good traits, his not so good uh, qualities as well. Um, for me, ideally, if you get a, a high high bid, you you sell. The question is, where's that going to come from? There's been a lot of rumours from Turkey that Trabzonspor are looking at him. Trabzonspor won the league in uh, in Turkey this season. So maybe they have the funds to make a bid. Then the question is, does he want to move to Turkey? Uh, Bakasetas and Siopis are both their, their teammates in the national team. I don't know. I, I, I do have a lot of respect for Masuras um, as, a, as a player, as a, as a professional. He's come from fourth division Greek football to playing for Panionios and then playing for his... Um, playing for the, the, the club that he loves. I mean, he's an Olympiacos fan. He had Giovanni posters on his wall. So um, yeah. I'm a little bit torn on this one. No, I don't, I don't think you can, you can sell him realistically in the qualifiers. I also think he's a kid from our team's players, so he's not going anywhere. But one thing I'll say, I don't know if you and Adi brought it up, but the pipeline to Nottingham Forest if they get promoted, um, I think a lot of players will be Moving through that pipeline, I think um, Mari Kamara, Cisse, maybe even Ba, Masura could be a player. Like that's a pipeline where I think we can reinforce our team and give our players who've had a bad season a second start in the Premier League. So if they go up, I think that's something that's really, really important to our transfer strategy. I know a lot of people want to hear that, but we can offload a lot of our players who have shown talent that they can maybe play at that level, but have regressed this season and free up some capital. So, well, that's that's a, that's a super interesting point that you just raised. Um, and we've talked we've talked a lot about Pape Cisse this season. Uh, definitely, at a certain point during the year, I was convinced that he was our MVP this year. Uh, I love him to bits. I, I got to meet him this year as well. Um, just more than a footballer, just a fantastic human being. He's been at the club for six years, I think, now. And maybe, as you said, if Forrest do go up, I could see that happening. I could definitely see that happening. I think it's I think it is time this season we will we will see him go. I think we'll get a we'll get a fairly decent bid. I expect something around ten million euro and I think he's gonna go. That's my take on, yeah, on the season. I think that's fair. Also, I don't know how shit my audio is. I'm sorry, everyone. It's much audio better now. Probably gonna... It's better? Okay, I'm, better. I'm live on the iPhone, so my girlfriend can listen to all of this live as well. Yeah, she's happy with that. But, yeah, Cissé, I think you have to sell, guys. Like, I, I think it's time for him to go. He deserves to move. And also, like I said, the I think Nottingham Force, I was watching their game. Like, they're playing with Steve Cook, who's like 36 years old, it's Papa Busise. Like I know this guy's experience in the Premier League English football, and McKenna. Like some of these dudes I've watched for Nine and Forest, and it's like these defenders will get smoked in the Premier League if they go up. Papa Busise could play a massive role if they do go up. I think it's a way to move money around between the clubs. So I would be looking into that. Um, but yeah, I think he's gone either way. Nottingham Forest or anyone, I think he's been sold. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about Bar? What about Bar Labra? Usaini Bar? Uh, 
what about Ba? I don't know. Um, I think I think he's just he's got to go. I think everyone needs a restart. Almost, you know. Like I don't know what the fuck the deal is with the guy. Um, um, like is he useful? Of course he's useful. Um, but also sometimes I like to think of it from the player's perspective. Like we don't talk about that a lot. We talk about from Olympiacos. Like I've raised the question about Oleg becoming a backup. The guy is not like this guy's twenty four years old. Came to Olympiacos a stepping stone. He's going to enter his second year, and they're going to say you're going to be a backup. No, he's going to move away. So that's like out of the picture for me. Even Ba, for example, I've just stayed three seasons at Olympiacos. Now I'm a bench warmer. I have Manola, Socrates, and let's say like another player ahead of me. Like what the fuck am I supposed to do? I think he's gone. Unless he's promised that third center back spot, which is for sure going to play a role in which Socrates and Manolas get get uh, injured. So I also Socrates and Manolas, like th- two 30-year-old aging central defenders, do you really want them together? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, some yeah relevant comments coming in. So, I mean, if we sell Cisse and Markovic is going, then... It's Manolas and Socrates that you have. I'm not even going to bring Manolas up as a keep sell loan because Manolas is going to finish his no, career yeah. here. And Socrates. Uh, we don't even need to bring up Socrates at all. Yeah, we, we, did, we, we did raise that uh, earlier, but Bagallanis is the third, fourth centre-back if, if Cissé leaves. So it's, it would be Socrates, yeah. Manolas, Ba, Bagallanis, and like Kinkue. Those are your, yeah. And Avram, if Avram stays. Those uh, are your those so I think uh, he almost has to stay, but the problem is just, just like from the player perspective, like his agent's probably looking to get him a move as well, I, yeah. I would assume. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he, he said it, it two seasons ago, no right? He wants the move. I mean, yeah, it makes no sense for him to stay. I, but from Odubiako's perspective, Markovic has been burned, he's gone. And now you're just looking at under 23s and Avram as backups for the two 30 year old central defenders, over 30 year old central defenders. So I think this is a good idea. Loan Ba, I think, is actually a good idea. Actually. Yeah. Like, I think we should have loaned him to Saint Etienne. They could have used him at the end of the season, but I don't that's know right. Why they they were, that's right. They, they were looking at him, I think, in January. So that could have been an interesting move. Um, okay. I think we're actually. Almost done with centre backs. I'm not going to talk yeah. about Kinkue. Um, but this one's been some reason controversial on our on our yeah. show. Yeah, a lot and of people Lauren, don't like Jan and Via. Yeah. This is an interesting one because for me there's no question. I think he's I think defensive midfield, he's 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 the starter. I do I do understand what a lot of people are talking about, his mobility. Uh, he's not the fastest. Uh, he is one of those players, I think, again, that, that needs rhythm. And he was badly impacted by, by COVID. We've heard this from inside the club and it was made public later on in the year. Um, now, for me, this is an easy keep. As long as you have the right players around him, that's what I. That's where I feel for him. It's like you, you, you need some more mobile midfielders around him to really get the most out of him. Yeah, I'm with you. I keep. Um, if Luka Milivojevic gets brought back in, I think you have to reconsider, though. But yeah, that's it. I 
I, I can't see that happening uh, with with Luca. We we talked about it earlier on. I just can't see where he fits in. Here we go. Aggie Paul keep Cello alone. It's weird this segment we're doing keep seller loan because it's so difficult. Like when do you sell? Like when do you loan? Because we need him right now. And I I'm really hoping he was just burnt out due to um what's it called? Um fatigue and not playing so much and this being his first season playing senior football. But also he's one of those Martins favorites players that just plays all the time, even when he's not producing, and it's just a bit like maybe selling him would give an opportunity to someone else. So I don't know. I think you keep um, if you don't get a good offer, but he's on the edge if you get something good. I've worried a little bit about his attitude this season, particularly the second half of of the year. I mean, there's been a lot of um, rave reviews about Agibu Kamara, but after the, after the African cup of nations, I feel like he never, he never came back. And when he did, he was just, very um very nervy uh, didn't seem concentrated he's getting into fights with the ref or getting into arguments with other players and he just i feel like he kind of in greek we say but he 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 got the big one in english we say so i think if we get a good offer like a really really good offer above 15 million okay i'm playing with numbers here so um otherwise i would like to see him play as an advanced eight in the team i don't like him as a 10 i don't like him having that that role like right behind the striker i think there's been a lot of talk about like in europe he he should be playing and fortunis can't play if fortunis is fit or carvalho can't play that role because he doesn't press etc and 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 agibu does when we played in Atalanta and Martins deployed him as an eight next to M- M- Villa, I actually liked that. I-, I I wish we saw that. It was like he played in Fenerbahce as well. It was the system yeah. he played. It was similar. Well, okay, he played next to Madi as well, but it was like a little bit forward, but he was a central midfielder, allowed him to press players, go further up but it didn't put him in the position of, hey, you're the centerpiece to create for us. And I think that's where he really struggles. I, I don't know how this kid was a winger, to be honest with you, at some point. I don't know how he's a 10. Um, I really think his role is an 8 um, at the moment. I, I don't know. That's what I see. The only concern is the small body. He's not very strong. What is he really going to press and win balls very well? I don't see his tackling ability very strong. Maybe Adi can do some data on that. I just don't think he's a strong tackler and marker. Of, I know it sounds good, but like, do you really see Jan and Via next to Agi Bukamaran, a two-person midfield with a 10 in front of him? I just don't see it personally. I, I know we want to see him in an eight, but I think he has to play in a three-man midfield, like central midfield, like a 4-1 two like you know what i mean where he's there's two weights but anyway that's it that's it for me i mean you talk about his body and he he has been likened to nabi nabi kater nabi kater's not much bigger than him oh yeah okay he's playing for liverpool and he's a bit he's more experienced and and all those things but 
that's where I see him. I think the discussion about whether it's a four four two midfield or whether he needs to play in a three man midfield. You know why? Why in Greece have we never seen Yanem Bilal play with uh, play with Agibu in the center of the park and then with a ten? Whether it's like Cavalier, we used to do that with um, with Ibagasa. We used to play Ibagasa as an eight and David Fuster as a second striker slash ten during Valverde's days, and that made us creative when we were playing in Greece against teams that parked the bus. But we never saw that this season. And okay, his performance dipped second half of the year. Um, lots of comments about Agibu concept Calcio. His amazing start made us judge him too harshly. He's definitely a keep. Yeah. Interesting comment here from Get In. Algasim Bar will show up next season. Wait and see. We, we, we've talked about him a little bit already, mate. Binagas um, and Algasim Bar. Who's going to. Could one of them break into the first team this season? They both have a bit of pace. They're both mobile. Algasim Bar looks quite strong. Um, why not? But if he's not playing, he should be loaned out. Preseason, and let's see. Preseason for a lot of these guys Maxi Lovera, Chumic, Rangelovic, and let's see. That's it. All right. We're coming up to one and a half hours. Yeah, it's been, uh, yeah. of, of I know I just program. got on, but yeah, but uh, I'm going to bring in uh, one of our, one of our, how can I call him, most dedicated supporters. Oh, for sure. Am I? There you are. Am I? Dedicated? Yeah, but that's a big honor, guys. Thank you for that. Indeed. Yeah, you pleasure. asked to come on. I don't know if a lot of people ask to come on or are brave enough to come on the podcast very often as well, to be honest. Uh, you know, I'm in Moscow, so I have uh, no people to talk about Olympiakos, about Greek football and so on. So I have this, you know, I have this this inside need to share to my thoughts to people. So, yeah, why not? And they're good thoughts, to be honest. Like, I, 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 I like your takes, to be honest. Well... It depends. What do you mean by good thoughts? Because I was one of the guys who was, um, I would, I would forgive, um, I, uh, not Agibu. Gosh, I Onyekuru first. Onyekuru. Yeah, and I would give you one more chance. So. Look, look back at the Atalanta vlog in Piraeus and look who was the editor who said Henry Onyekuru must start. He's going to produce something tonight. Uh, who, who was it? That was me. That was me. Unfortunately. <laughs> so uh everyone go so check out the vlog we both were wrong that that was that was no, not i fun. mean he was good in turkey he showed something there i think it's like a psychological motivation issue with uh with our team it's not that he forgot the football he knew as we say in greek i don't think he wanted to be here i think that he pushed I, so say... hard if we remember costa sorry to cut you off remember how when we signed him, it was like he turned us down at the start because he wanted to stay in Turkey so bad. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. that? We tried to sign him, and then yeah. Galatasaray is like, we're fucking broke, man. Like, our currency has yeah. just collapsed. We're not signing you for 5 yeah. million euros. And he was, like, crying. He's like, can we work this out another way? And Monaco was like, no, 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 buddy. Fuck right off. Like, you're getting off the wage budget. No more loans. So, yeah. Uh, but I think, uh, I mean, one of the, um, one of the listeners were saying in the chat, can you analyze this one a little bit? Because he did play 
I mean, he was fantastic at Galatasaray. I remember talking to um, I remember talking to Rezan, the the journalist from Turkey that we that we spoke to before the first Fenerbahce game, and she was telling us um, that in in Turkey, on Yakuru is is perceived as the danger man before that game, and you know a lot of people were laughing in the chat. Um, I, I mean, we we analysed it right from the get-go when we signed him. This is a player that can exploit spaces when playing in Europe, when we have teams that play open uh, against us. But for more than three quarters of the season, he's going to be playing against defences that are parking the bus in Greece. And we know that he's not good in build-up. He's a transition player, and it just it didn't make sense. Like this, Costa, this let me let me ask you: uh, If we're building our team this year, uh, are we creating a team to win the championship or to do something better in Europe? For me, neither. It's to build a team that plays football. We didn't play football this year. We were just a cynical team. If we play football, then you can go for both those objectives. If you if if the objective is to build a team that plays football. No, I mean, like, in general, it's enough to play with players like El Arabi in front and uh, Hassan or uh, Tikinio. But in Europe, you cannot achieve anything with because uh, they are very, very slow. We were absolutely shit on the counterattacks. And if you wanted to achieve something in Europe, you cannot play, uh, you cannot aim for anything when your midfield and your uh, forward players are so slow. I'm missing the times, you know, when we had Miralas, for example, we had Galetti on the wings. And for God's sake, stop playing with inside forwards, play with the wingers. I just don't get it. I'm, I mean, it's, I know it's a thing like last uh, 10, 15 years, it became a little bit more of a fashion to play with inside forwards rather than wingers. But uh, I cannot forget Kovacevic Galetti combinations, you know. But but you know if like sorry to cut you off, but if you play with inside forwards, then you need the wing backs to give you the width, yeah, and deliver the crosses. Uh, when Galetti was playing, he had Tasos Pados behind him. We weren't expecting Tasos Pados to be bombing up and down the wing. Like okay, sometimes you know on a rare occasion you would see him giving an overlap and getting a cross in for a Nunez overhead kick in that 4-0 win in the cup um but 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 yeah i mean i'm going to play devil's advocate here for a moment because okay we i think we all agree henry on yakuru signing was tragic like it's the worst it's the worst signing of the season by far 5 million or whatever four and a half million that we paid it's the most expensive signing we made one goal one assist is is the you know what we have at the end of the year to show but that game against frankfurt at home he's the one that's you know to, to your point in transition he's run down the wing beat the defender and crossed it and put it on a plate for Ed B for one nil in that game and then martins took him off at half time and then you're just thinking what the guy is just you know, he's had a good first half and you're taking him off. And that's yeah. literally one of the few games that you're, he's going to be useful yeah. to your team. Yeah. I never, I, I think, 
it's a it's a turning point maybe for him. I think he already I think he already kind of fucked things up when he joined. You know, after the Luda Goritz game, going to Turkey, and okay, it wasn't so much the green hair and dyeing his hair. It's just like it just shows that he doesn't care. You know, doesn't want to be there. It's not invested. Doesn't care. So I don't know. That's my. But also, Costa, I think uh, it's interesting point you raised, like about building a team that plays football. And what the fuck's been going on with the formations lately, too? Like, can we decide on one formation and say? This is what we'll play. Like at the start of the season, it was three at the back, and then it was four three three, and then blah blah blah. And now we ended the season with four two three one again with a classic ten. Where is all of this going? Like where? I think in preseason he needs to go. Okay, this football team's playing four two three one. Here are the roles. I remember thinking back on the best season, that first season and the second season. It was really like, like this is our formation and we're playing. He's, if I remember correctly, and the four three three maybe came out. Yeah, Labrador, take take your finger away from the microphone because your sound keeps cutting in and out. Okay, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? I don't, mm. I, I don't know how to use this damn thing. <laughs> anyway, just build a goddamn system, and with that, probably I'm 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 done for the night. I'll probably head out because I hate this goddamn phone application. Bullshit. I'm sorry. Hey, you know. <laughs> okay. Right, back to your missus. All right, boys. Good night. Kalnika, uh, yafla, bro. Midweek, where I can use the mic and build. Anyway. No. Bye, bye, bro. Stay bye, safe. Bro. Sorry, I'm sorry for the voice. God damn it. Anyway, good night. <laughs> <laughs> ciao, ciao, ciao. All right. Uh, so, in, interesting, uh, interesting discussion around on Yukuri. And one more thing, I think we need a uh, classic. Six player, classic destroyer, Xarya, as we say in Greece. Like, do you remember a player we had with Valverde? His name was Ledesma, an Argentinian guy. Uh, Lemonis had him. Lemonis, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah I remember. Right? I, I, I remember Ledesma. I really liked him. These are that kind of players we need to achieve something in Europe. Yeah, we and don't have that kind of player. We don't have that kind of player. We don't have. None of our midfielders can do, like, can destroy things as Siopis could do, but we let him go, for example. But, but Ledesma could play, too. Ledesma could play. He could switch the ball 20, 30 yards across the field. He was a very good player. And then he got injured against Ike. I, I really like this player. Uh, I remember very well. Uh, he got injured against uh, against Ike in December and then didn't play for a few months and I think he left like at the end of that season uh, but, but he was very... really good he was really good I was yeah, I, I was talking good. with uh, with my friend uh, Stoltidis yeah they, they were playing the same time and he he used to like he, he told me that he was a great guy and a great player they were pairing very very good together yeah I mean they got to the I mean they got to the last 16 game against Chelsea isn't it both of them playing together in in midfield. Do you remember Bellucci shot in uh, in London? I was at the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah you were right. <laughs> I was at the game when he he came on and he hit the bar, but he was he was introducing himself then. Huh? He just came in in December that year, and we paid what seven and a half million for fifty percent. I remember very well, very well. Um, what else have we got? Who haven't we talked about? I'm trying to think today. Who haven't we talked about? Ah, I got one for you, uh, Roman Kunde. What do you think uh, about Kunde? I think like, this, this is an interesting one. Uh, every question about 
Should we keep him, sell him, loan him? It's a very relative question because it depends what kind of money are like teams going to offer for one or another player, right? Right. Uh, in general, I think we should... Um, is Kunde uh, or not? How is Kinotikos in English? Cynical. Kinetico, no, no, no. Ah, mobile, mobile. No, 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 no. I mean, uh, does he have a European nationality or he's uh, ah, he's no, he's, yes. I think he's um, no, he's from Cameroon. I don't think he has a European passport. Yeah, I think that that plays a role when you're um, when you're about to build and rebuild your team and you have to get rid of players, bring some new faces, you have to consider that as well. Um, he, he was uh, very good last few games, actually, when he was started. But I thought I don't think he's good enough to be a starter. He can be a backup, but not a starter. So it yeah. all depends uh, what kind of money we're being offered for him. Yeah, I mean, squad player on that kind of contract, it's a bit of a luxury. I, I do I'm, think... I'm not sure how much he earns. I don't know how much he earns. I think he's getting close to a million. Oh, that's yeah. too much. Yeah, that's too much for a squad player. Yeah, so... I, I think he, I don't think he got a decent run in the team. I think a lot of people kind of look at the stats and they say, oh, he played 25 games or however many games he played. But, you know, playing 15 minutes here and there and not playing consistently, not getting a consistent run in a team where, you know, first team players are playing. I think uh, I think perhaps he, he was uh, the recipient of some overly harsh criticism. And we saw that our midfield was much more mobile when he was in uh, the, these last few games towards the end of the season. You know, the, the pressure was off, of course, and you know, the, the league was won. But, but I, I don't, I don't think he wants to, to stay either. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think he can accept to be a backup player. I, he, yeah. he, he used to play in Germany, and he cannot like. How can you stay in? A, how can be a batch warmer in the Greek Super League, even if you play Olympiakos when you were a starter in Germany, right? I mean, he wasn't a starter at Mainz before he before he came to us because I, I remember he basically uh, he got injured and then he yeah, fell I out. think he was starter. Then they switched to another yeah. coach and he was benched. Yeah, something like that happened. He he fell out of favor. So I don't know. I think we. It's again, like you said, one of those things. If a really interesting offer comes in for him, then then you never know. But um, but I think that he can. I think that he can offer something next season um, for how, sure. How old is he, by the way? Twenty six, twenty seven, something like that. Um, he's born nineteen ninety five. Oh yes, I think he should he's be below, below thirty. He's below thirty, if anything. Uh, what about El Arabi? He's staying. We we, we we talked about El Arabi. Yeah, I, I sorry, I joined you like a half an hour ago. I'm not sure if. Uh, we, we, we we talked about El Arabi at the beginning of the beginning of the show around the the potential renewal. Just briefly, what what was your thoughts about that? It's a tough one because it kind of depends who the other striking options are as well, because um, I think. I think if Tequinho leaves, then you can kind of afford to keep him. But it, but it, but then it depends. Like, who do you sign? Because you'll need another striker. Um, we were talking now with Labro that if you if you look at the three strikers that we're going to be starting preseason with by by the looks of things, you've got 
Tiquinho and, and Hassan, and maybe El Arabi if he resigns his contract. I think ideally for me, you sell Tiquinho and Hassan, you keep El Arabi, preferably in a contract that's below two million, but now they're reporting that they've offered him two million. Uh, you need a mobile striker. And um, I don't know, is it, are we really going to be having Zahavi play with uh, El Arabi next season? I know Zahavi's a more mobile striker. Uh, he's Man, 35. Zahavi, yeah, he's 35. I mean, how 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 mobile can you be when you're 35? He is very mobile, though, uh, Roman. Like, on the pitch, you can't tell he's 35. He really is, has a fantastic body. Like, he, I think, model professional. Really? Um, no, he's he's really fantastic. Like, I have seen him play... I've seen games. him. I remember him only from the game we played last year uh, with uh, against PSV. Fantastic, fantastic player. He was very good, yeah. But I mean, um, that's not, not enough to judge one player just from two games. No, no. But again, like you look at his stats this season as well. He's like more than ten goals, more than ten assists. He can do everything. Like he can score from set pieces. He can score with his head. He can score from distance. He can score from everywhere. Uh, and he's not. He's not a like for like El Arabi replacement. Huh? Because he's a little shorter, like he's more mobile, he's he's a bit faster. Uh, but you cannot say that he's like a pacey striker that you can play in Europe and no. counter attack. No, but but again, like it, if you if you start to look at some of the names that are being thrown around, and in terms of our transfer targets, you still get the sense that Pedro Martins is a player that likes volume in terms of crosses into the box. So he likes to have that typical kind of front man that is a fox in the box, so to speak, and gets good service. Um, I don't know. We've kind of moved away from Guerrero, you know, like the first season Guerrero was playing a lot of, I mean, he was our, I think, number one striker. Yeah, he was uh, the number one striker and then he switched to Hassan in the middle of the season, something like that. Yeah, so, so, but we were playing essentially Guerrero and Fortunis up front and they were switching. One was dropping back, the other one was going forward and we had a high press. It's true, like, you, you kind of lose that with, with El Arabi. Uh, can Zahavi do it? I don't know. Um, I, I would like to see us have a more mobile striker. But getting those kinds of players, it means you have to pay a lot of money. It's risk. It's risk. You, you have to you have to pay money to get a player like that. Mm. Man, I mean, if we if we are willing to pay two million to El Arabi, and uh, how much Zahavi is about to earn? Like one and a one half. One and a half. Million. Yeah, something one and a half, right? I think you can find a player that suits you, like a pacey, a faster player. It doesn't have to be like, uh, I don't know, like our first starting uh, forward. But sooner or later, you're going to need him. Either in uh, derby games in Greece, when you're like leading in the game and you have to, you know, keep the score and play on the counter-attacks as uh, Martins uh, likes to do sometimes. Um, in Europe, of course. I mean, we almost forgot the feeling that we're counter-attacking and like we have uh, fast players in front. We don't have fast wingers. We don't have fast forwards. No. We are very, very slow. Yeah, we know this. Uh, we. <laughs> it's not that we haven't been talking about wing backs and wingers all season, but um, 
who else have we got? I mean, Ronnie Lopez is going back to Seville by the looks of things. It's not going to be one of those things where we'll be looking to bring him back. I'll be very surprised. Onyokuru should be, will probably be sold. Um, be interesting to see how much money we get for him. I don't expect it's going to be a lot. Let's see. And then you're left with Masuras and Mario Vrusai, who we didn't talk about. But but for me, Vrusai, again, probably sell him. Uh, I think he is a missed opportunity for him this season. I know he had some injuries and he started playing right back and then he started playing winger again. But I think I think it's done for him. I think it's done. Do, do you agree that, that we need two um, starter wingers? Or you would uh, keep Masuras I think, on? I, I think we need a profile winger that is completely different from Masuras. Whether or not Masuras starts is a different question. I think I think in a team that has a Pedense or a Miralas or a Galetti type player, then you have one one of those types of players on the wing and Masuras on the other one. And Masuras offers that that option of you know the the essentially a number nine that plays on the wing. Yeah, but he, he can Masuras technically he can be uh, he can play on both wings, right? He can be inside forward on the left and winger on the right. Thank you, and we've got Gary Rodriguez as well. I think he can be a decent option coming off the bench. Uh, not a starter for me, but um, but yeah, we need a Podense type player on the other wing. You cannot find Podense every year, you know. It's like well, one in uh, ten years you can find an opportunity like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean we 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 all know the the, the side story to that. But, uh, and, yeah, yeah, tell me. No, go ahead. And one uh, like basic uh, thought I had uh, about the whole conversation about the transfers, who we should uh, keep, sell, or loan, or whatever. Um, we should sell and get rid of all the players that don't want to stay. If you're not motivated to play in Olympiacos, feel free to go. Thank you for everything. We don't need you anymore. Um, we were talking about that for the for Camara. For Ba, possibly for like for many players that you can see they are not motivated to play in our team. I mean, it's not our team. Most likely, it's our um, our league, right? Yeah. Um, they're yeah, aiming yeah. for something higher. Uh, we missed the right timing to sell Kamara one year ago. His value went down, and we, we shouldn't miss the opportunity like that in the, in the in this summer. Yeah, it's 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 hard to know when to sell at the right time. Uh, I mean, we've the, the best example is probably not even Madi Kamara. It's um, it's Ruben Semedo. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, you're right. Oh, yeah. By the way, what about Semedo? He's coming back. Well, they're saying that Porto want to sign him permanently because Mbemba didn't renew his contract, so they need a centre back. And uh, the other one they have is Pepe, and Pepe's like forty. Like literally, he's forty years old. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, the issue is going to be how much. And I think we have a relationship with Porto. I mean, Jose Sars come from Porto. Um, Porto had a um, had, had a percentage of Oleg as well mm -hmm. before we signed him. And Jose Sars, we signed for lower than what his option was because we loaned him. Remember the first season. And then there was the issue of, of, of re-signing him and we ended up getting him for, for less money than what his option was. So I think the option that we've agreed with Porto is 5.5 million. You, for, you mean for Semedo? For Semedo. But uh, I think you know, there, there's been a lot of talk about 
the the way that they've used him or rather they haven't used him since he went there and that was an effort to bring his price tag down let's see i i don't know it's hard it's hard to say but i don't uh, i mean tomato's been cut by the manager as well so he's not going to be at pre-season so we need to sell all right fair enough so that's what we've got uh, listen roman we're coming up to two hours sure uh, yeah i can see gonna, i can see that i'm gonna call it a night uh, i have to sleep as well thanks very much for coming on always a pleasure and thank you guys uh, thank you guys cheers see you next time stay right night. from moscow bye bye That was Roman Smirnidis calling in from, from Moscow. Guys, thanks very much for, for tuning in today. We're, again, we're coming up to two hours on, on the podcast of this Keep, Sell, Loan special edition. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment. Maybe there are some players we didn't talk about today. It's difficult to go through the entire roster, but we've uh, we've done a job, tried, tried our best. Vasilis Urlis, we didn't get to talk about. Apostolopoulos, some of the B-team players. If there are some players that you would like us to comment on specifically, maybe we can do that in a future episode. Leave a comment below in the in the chat on YouTube after this is over. We'll come back to it. Again, thank you so much for all the support. Thank you for sticking with us uh, during today's episodes, no matter where you're, where you're calling from. We are Gate 7 International. See you next time. Got you,